Hello and welcome to the Iowa Hospital Association's podcast, Getting to Know Iowa Hospital Leaders. My name is Joa Hogan. Today I had a conversation with Michael Coyle, CEO at Veterans Memorial Hospital, Wakan. Michael brings many years of experience to Veterans Memorial Hospital, having previously worked in hospitals in Minnesota, South Dakota, and Nebraska, working in a variety of areas within the healthcare setting, including as an EMS educator, director of wellness services, director of marketing, and he also owned his own consulting company. Michael is married and has a son, Josh, a daughter-in-law, Kylie, and two grandchildren, Collins and Maverick. Welcome so much, Michael Coyle, CEO of Veterans Memorial Hospital in Wakan, to our podcast today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk to you. Well, I'd like to start our conversation today to learn more about your very diverse background and experience in healthcare. Can you tell us about your journey from an EMS educator to your current role of CEO? Well, my healthcare career started a few decades ago, and actually my undergraduate degree is in health and PE education. And after teaching for one year, I decided that coaching kids were, was a lot more fun than teaching kids. And so I uh, took a role as a wellness instructor at, at a hospital in Southwest Minnesota, which was my very first hospital experience. And uh, it didn't take me very long to get into that job before I realized how enjoyable healthcare really was. Uh, I took an EMT class, became an EMT, and then they offered a class um, to become a paramedic, which they paid for. And I did that and went, you know, I really enjoy being a paramedic, being in the field. And so I started working for North Memorial Healthcare out of Minneapolis, we had a a sister site in Southwest Minnesota. And when you work four days on and four days off, what do you do with your four days off? Well, you get a master's degree and you start a business. I started an EMS education company where I uh, had about 25 instructors and we spent uh, time in in, uh, Southwest Minnesota and Southeast uh, South Dakota teaching everything from first responders to paramedic courses. And I did that for about seven or eight years, and I really enjoyed that while working as a full-time paramedic, but I I just wanted a little bit more. And so, again, like I said, I finished my master's degree. I was working at a hospital in Southwest Minnesota in Slayton, and the CEO and I became pretty decent friends. And after about a year and a half, finally, he said, Coyle, you need to go run your own hospital. Stop trying to run this one. And so thus started my career as a CEO in Atkinson, Nebraska, town of 1,200 people in the middle of northeast, north central Nebraska. Wow, that is quite the journey. And you said your undergraduate was in what again? (laughs) Believe it or not, it was in PE and health education. That's some great experience you bring to the table with all those different roles. Well, you get to work in a lot of different fields, both pre-hospital different departments within the hospital, and then finally executive leadership. So you kind of can talk the language when you're talking to a lot of different people on campus. Can you tell the listeners a little bit about Veterans Memorial Hospital in Wakan? Yeah, we'd love to. This uh, this hospital just turned 70 years old. Um, we're not part of the VA system, and a lot of people get that confused. Uh, the, the, the name of the hospital is just in reference to the folks who had fought for our freedoms. Um, We're a 25-bed critical access hospital located up here in Northeast Iowa. Uh, We we offer all the basic services, 
got about 300 employees. Um, about a year ago, we got into primary care. We have Gunderson Health on one side and Mayo was on the other side of campus. 2019, Mayo decided to uh, leave campus and so it left a void. And so uh, when I was hired here in 2020, um, we decided primary care was a really important thing for our community. So we started that, and since we just opened another clinic in Postville, which is about 18 miles away, so we're growing that primary care market. Otherwise, you know, we do everything from um, podiatry to OB, general surgery, swing bed. We have a very robust therapy program, um, a, a, a robust OB program. Um, all of our ER providers are employed associate staff with a couple of physicians. So, you know, they're on staff 24-7, 365. And, you know, while other hospitals during COVID were, were shrinking in size and kind of pulling back on services, we took that time to grow services and, and you know, actually, like I said before, get into primary care. So we were one of those outlier hospitals that were able to grow during COVID. Wow, that's great to hear. And what does a typical day look like for you at Veterans Memorial Hospital? Well, I don't know if there really is a typical day anymore in healthcare. You know, it, it's every day is a change, but it really does start off with the most important thing, and that's our staff. You know, you, you need to round on staff, you need to round on patients, get a feel for what the day looks like. From there, it's just getting through your schedule, making sure that, you know, we're, we're giving resources appropriately. We had some, some staff turnover, just like everyone else has in, in, the, in the country, healthcare. So that, that's some of our time too, just making sure that, that our current staff want to be here and that we're offering, you know, services for our patients, but also trying to recruit those young and up and coming staff members. So that's pretty much our day. And we're in the process of moving from city to county. We'll be on the vote here in November. And, and so a lot of our time is just making sure people understand the value of that. Can you tell us a little bit more about what that means, moving from city to a county facility? Yeah, currently we're city-owned, but we do not receive any tax support for, for our facility. And just like other small critical access hospitals, we need to make sure that we have funding for strategic initiatives, for building projects. So on November 8th, we'll be on the ballot to move to county, which allows us to, to set some property tax and get some appropriations to ensure that we have the revenue needed to keep the 70-year-old building up and running, as well as to, to grow programs and make sure that, that we have the right equipment for our patients. So very excited for that, for that vote to happen in November. To my recollection, there hasn't been a city to county conversion in Iowa for many years. So we're kind of a trendsetter here at VMH. Well, that's great. Well, good luck with the election. We're, we're hoping that we get that support. So far, we've heard nothing but positive feedback. You know, we're well supported in our community, and, and I think our community is there to make sure that, that we're going to be around for the long haul. Great. Well, speaking of communities, you've had the opportunity to work and live in several different communities within your career. How does Walk-On differ or stand out compared to other places you've lived previously? When I, before I came down here, I lived up in northern Minnesota. I lived on a lake up there, and lake country is very beautiful. Um, but it brings a lot of tourists to it. And that's what happens up here in Northeast Iowa along the Mississippi. Absolutely gorgeous part of the state. 
I know when I moved here, um, I didn't know Iowa all that well. And I thought, you know, with a lot of cornfields, a lot of kind of rolling land like I had in South Dakota and Nebraska, I was shocked with the beauty that Northeast Iowa has. I think Wacon and the Wacon area, Almakee County is a hidden gem that we need to let the world know about. Uh, we get a lot of folks that come into the Lansing area off the boat and then end up in Wacon to do some shopping and, you know, go out for dinner and supper. And, and it's great to see those folks in town. But this community is, is largely an agricultural community, but it's also a very, very close-knit community. When something happens, everybody knows about it, good and bad, but they also help each other. And, and that is so exciting to see that. But I couldn't believe the, the attractions that, uh, that are up here. I love to fish and hunt and, and do outdoor sports. I got a golf course right outside my office here. You couldn't ask for a better place to be up here in Northeast Iowa. There's lots of stuff up here. You know, you have the Yellow River State Park and Pikes Peaks Park by McGregor and Effigy Mounds by Harper's. There, you can go 20 miles in every direction and find a new hike each weekend. And that's what my wife and I like to do. Here in Wacon, we have an absolute gorgeous city park. It's one of the biggest city parks I've seen um, in, a, in a community this size. There, there's not a lack of things to do. Let's just put it that way. I read that you enjoy photography. What's your typical subject matter of your photography? Well, I am kind of, I am a part-time photographer. And, and you know, what's nice is that the phones that we have these days, you can take some amazing pictures with your phone. You just got to kind of have the eye a little bit. Um, but but I, I enjoy two things. I enjoy sports. My son was a college athlete for five years at Northern State in Aberdeen playing football. And so I've got thousands and thousands of sports pictures through high school and grade school and college. But my all-time favorite is scenery. And so I'm just kind of looking around my office now, and I got stuff of the Black Hawk Bridge. got several of those I've taken. I just got back from Ireland a couple of days ago, so I got a 1,000 pictures of of uh, you know the cliffs of Moore and some of those other areas over there, but there's something about nature. There's something that if you don't like it, wait ten minutes, and the same picture will change. Kind of like healthcare, right? If you don't like healthcare rules, wait a day, the rule will change. Same thing, same thing with photography out out in nature, and and it doesn't matter which season. There's great winter pictures, spring pictures, fall pictures. What's fun, and I've done this a couple times, is I've went to the same spot in each one of the seasons and taking a shot and totally different feel in the exact same location. But, but I'll, I love, I love doing scenery and, and outdoor wildlife. Absolutely love it. Oh, that's super cool. Is there any place that the listeners can go to see your photography? I have a bunch around campus here. Um, I think I've given about 50 canvases away so that we have them in, in our chapel and we, we've got them in, in some of our holistic rooms and some of the offices around here do, but, you know, I kind of keep it kind of close to breast a little bit. Um, sure. You know, I, I, I don't, pay, I, I give stuff away. I don't make anybody pay for pictures because it doesn't cost anything anymore with digital photography. But if, but if anybody wants to see some cool pictures, have them reach out to me. I'll send them. I can send them hundreds. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing the one where you took the same shot, you know, the different seasons. That's pretty cool. I'll share that with you. It's mm-hmm. very interesting. Great. And this could probably take up a whole nother episode, but I can't escape that you just mentioned you got back from Ireland. Any uh, standout adventures or something you can tell us about that trip? Oh, my goodness. Where do you start? We started in Dublin and, and went counterclockwise across the country. 
And uh, we, we went to, of course, Blarney Castle and Kistle Blarney Stone. Just the nature. Anytime that we got to the Cliffs of Moore, which are fabulous, the Ring of Kerry, fabulous. But green is green over there. And uh, you can drive 100 miles or five miles, doesn't matter. And you can see some amazing architecture. What's interesting is when you see a building that's 500 years old next to a brand new building in Dublin. And it's like that dichotomy of the old versus the new, somehow it's very relaxing. The other thing we found when we were in Ireland is, man, they're gardeners. Every business, every home, flowers everywhere, just absolutely gorgeousness. And the people, absolutely. If you, I think, I think here in the U.S. we can learn some customer service from the folks in Ireland. And I don't know it's because tourism is back over there, but you couldn't go anywhere without anybody just walking up and, and having a friendly conversation and greeting you and uh, just enjoying having tourists there. So I think we can learn something in the service industry from the folks over there. Uh, absolutely. Well, thanks for sharing that. Oh, that sounds great. Since you started at Veterans Memorial Hospital, the Iowa Hospital Association's annual meeting has taken place virtually. This year, we're excited to be back in person. Did you have the opportunity to participate in the last couple of years' virtual events? And do you plan on attending this year's annual meeting in October in Des Moines? Yeah, I did. I did attend last year's virtual meeting. You know, virtual meetings are great, and it's the only thing that we could have really done. But it's hard to stay focused because the phone rings or your cell phone goes off or somebody knocks on your door. You can't give it your, you know, your total focus. What I'm, I'm excited to be there this year. I'm more excited, I think, not only because it's live, but I get to meet a lot of people that I haven't even met yet. So I, I've seen them, you know, in a virtual chat or, or by email. I see their names. You know, they've had masks on. It's going to be fun to shake a hand and actually get to see people and, and really interact with them. I still think that's the best way to, to network and grow as a CEO is to build your, your that friend base, you know, get to know folks, learn from what they've done right, learn from what they could have improved upon, share experiences. And I think that's what the conference is all about. Not only is it a great education tool, because life is changing so quickly in healthcare, we've got to stay current in, in our fields. But also, you got you to learn from other folks, too, because there's a lot of really smart people that are CEOs here in, in Iowa, and you can learn a lot from them and also maybe provide a little education to them. And I think that's the value and what I'm really looking forward to in October. Oh, very well said, and thank you. And I look forward to meeting you in person in October. We have one last question for you today that I ask all our guests. Can you tell us a lesson that COVID-19 has taught you? Oh, goodness, where do we start? I think number one is you got to take care of the number one resource on your campus, and that's your staff. You know, resiliency, burnout, some of those words that, that we've been using, I mean, they're, they're not just words. They're happening, and they're still happening. And so I think one of the biggest things we learned here at VMH is, you know, we need to celebrate the small things. We got to give breaks to people. Uh, we got to respond to market um, forces. You can't take out the human element of healthcare. We, we've got great EMRs and equipment and all the other stuff. None of that works without the great people. And here at VMH, we got wonderful staff members that really went through the ringer, just like all the rest of the healthcare workers did. 
but they, they were able to rally and overcome. Now that we're a little bit post-COVID, I think we need to get back to, you know, that family atmosphere, making sure that staff that we have want to stay, that we're flexible. I think that's the biggest thing. Not only are we coming out of COVID, but we're just getting through the great resignation period. And all of our senior, you know, nurses that have been around for two, three decades, they're getting out of the business. They're getting replaced by a much younger generation with much different expectations. And I think if anything we learned out of COVID, we need to be flexible in scheduling. We need to understand the personal side of people. We need to know what, what ratios work. We need to provide generational education so our younger staff understand our older staff and vice versa, more experienced staff. And, and I think as a leader, we need to spend more time out of our office and getting to know those, you know, this younger generation uh, of employees to make sure that they've got the resources to take good care of patients. I think that's number one. The number two thing is next person up. COVID can hit any time. People are out for a week, two weeks, whatever, even sometimes longer now. And if you don't have the bench strength, you're going to put patients at risk. And so we got to have the next person up mentality that when somebody goes down or has to be gone, that, that we provided um, kind of who's their backup. And we really didn't worry about a ton of that before, but I think that that needs to be something that, that we have to do. And then finally, I think leaders need to be just more cognizant of what the market is happening. Instead of being reactive, I think we have to be more proactive and look at what what the industry is doing, especially in a small hospital like BMH, we're unaffiliated. So it's just us. We don't have anybody out there watching out for us besides the, the, the hospital association, which does a great job, but we don't have that much larger partner to say, hey, this is the direction you guys need to go. It's up to us to find that direction. And I think that's even more serious now post-COVID. Thank you so much, Michael Coyle, CEO at Veterans Memorial Hospital, Wakan, for being on the podcast today. It was a pleasure speaking with you. Yes, thank you. I, I had a great time and, and I'd encourage everybody, if you get bored, make a trip up to Northeast Iowa and, and have, a, have, have a walkabout and enjoy the Wakan area. This podcast has been an opportunity to get to know Iowa hospital leaders. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for another episode next month.